0: What defines a debate and what defines a conversation? And what should be your approach towards an interaction with another human being? I'm Ismopaya Civico, and this is The Civic Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome again. So this topic is one I've been wanting to do for quite some time, and I don't really cover any political issue right now, or any philosophical issue, or anything to do with culture specifically. Well, it does It does have something to do with culture because I mainly want to speak about conversations and dialogues and debates. And what are the main differences between them and how can we engage in each of them? And what is the purpose of each of them at the same time? I mean, what are we actually hoping to obtain from that interaction with that other person, whether we're having a conversation or we're having a debate? And there are some key aspects between both Interactions, let's say, that make them unique in their own way and both with their pros and cons, and all depending on what you want to take out from that interaction itself. And I usually, I'm not a big fan of debates, and I'm going to say why now, specifically why conversations should be prioritized over debates. And that's why I think that the most interesting places where you're going to learn a lot of things are, for instance, maybe on. YouTube or on panel debates or whatever, but even if it's called a debate, the most interesting ones are those that feel like a conversation, where you see the opponents working together in order to find the truth, right? Working together, together in that common journey to find the truth, to find all the best solution to the problem they are debating or they're conversing about, right? So. I'm not a big fan of debates, especially in the private sphere, and I'm not entirely sure how long this episode specifically will be. I mean, I hope it won't be too long (laughs) because, again, I want to do it as short as possible because I really want people to listen to this and to pay attention to what constitutes a conversation and what constitutes a debate, right? I'm going to put it very simply. In a conversation, you're looking you're looking to learn right you want to learn in a conversation in a debate you want to win that debate those are the main key differences that a conversation you're having a conversation in order to grow with the interaction through the interaction with that person you're having a debate in order to rebuke all the arguments of your opponent and win the debate and usually debates um That's why I don't like debates in the private sphere, and what I mean by, I mean the private sphere can have lots of meanings, but what I mean by this, I'm not a big fan of debates when you're having private conversations with people, right? Because the whole point of a debate is if you wanna protect or convince people that your point of view is the correct one, right? It happens in politics all the time, and politics, people act in bad faith, right? And in a debate, most people act in bad faith, so most of the time, one of the oldest tricks in the books is for example to strawman the other person's argument. So essentially what that does is that they take an extreme case of the argument you just made and they make the whole conversation around that extreme case forgetting about the main point. So diverging, let's say, or changing the argument and trying to essentially make your claim something else from what you're initially saying. And that's essentially acting in bad faith. That's not having a truthful conversation or with the other person. And that's extremely problematic because at the end of the day, the best person or the, the person with the best argument specifically or that really knows the truth or not really knows the truth, no one actually knows the truth, but um, that may actually be correct in his assessment or in his point of view, might not necessarily win if they are acting in good faith and the opponent isn't. A, the perfect debate would be that both people are acting are, are acting in good faith and one of them maybe changes their mind. And the thing is, if you open, if you enter a conversation with an open mind, the likelihood is you're going to change your perspective on a specific issue. It might be a small detail, it might be all your thoughts got completely changed, uh, which is quite rare, but if if you've done enough research on your topic, it's quite rare that everything that you thought was true changes through a normal debate, but it is quite common that maybe a small detail you do not take into account does actually change and makes you change your perspective and actually makes you change your whole argument, right? Or the way you're gonna explain that topic later on with other people. And through those debates, those are the debates where you actually grow. And that's why I consider them more as conversation, right? A good debate is actually a conversation. Um, mainstream debate, debates you see on TV again, or between politicians or anything of the sort you're not going to learn anything from them specifically because people and again if the debater that acts in good faith actually does have the best arguments and I, I, I can actually win the argument either the opponent is extremely bad and has no idea what they're talking about or he's extremely good or he's extremely good at explaining things and in a truthful way, in an honest way, and not trying to have that gotcha moment, right? The gotcha moment in the debate is extremely helpful. It is extremely helpful, because if you have a gotcha moment with your opponent, you're gonna show everyone that is watching or hearing your debate that, ah, he was caught. He was caught in the trap, right? His whole theory or his whole idea made him it wasn't entirely clear, and it didn't think through all the points. And I've had this a, 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 lot, a lot of the time. So when it comes to, my friends know that I, I, I love good debates. I love good conversations, mostly. Let's put it that way. But I don't have them all the time. Or well, at least they, they would tend to disagree. But what I mean by that is that I choose when to have a conversation with someone. I choose the moment, I choose the place, and I see if that if, if if I'm going to grow from that conversation, or if I'm even going to have a small impact on the person, or if they're going to have a small impact on me to have a different perspective on the matter. And that is something you should really assess because I see people. Oh, me, me, me for instance, a few years back, I, I used to debate everyone. Everyone. I was I was in a bar that would come, that would say something around politics, and then I just stay with that person for ten hours straight. I, I kid you not. I mean, w- one night I was at this party. And I'd, I debated the guy, but it, it wasn't really a debate again we we managed to stay ten hours because we' were having more of a conversation than a debate, but I had my point of view fairly it was a very, it was a fairly solid point of view and he has a, and he had a fairly solid point of view. So at the end of the day, it was a debate between both between the both of us or at least it started that way, but because we saw that we were each of us were acting in good faith we kept having that conversation. And I still remember this conversation. The guy probably doesn't even remember anymore. We only met that, that evening, right? But we had a 10 hour conversation. We just sat down on the terrace and stayed there for 10 hours. And when the party was closing down, they were like, hey guys, uh, leave, please. But it was a pity. But then again, uh, it wasn't the best place to start a debate. But then again, if the person is right and you're both acting in good faith, those are very, very interesting conversations and you can take, you can learn and grow from those interactions right there. And, this is, again, you need to choose when to have conversations. I am I have a lot of friends with whom I know, I'm not really friends, people that I know, that it would be impossible for me to speak the things I want to speak about with them. Why? Because I know they will not be acting in good faith when I have a legitimate concern about a specific political issue. And... I know they will have no way of actually defending their point of view, at least I think I do. Again, I'm, I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt all the time, but at some point, you really need to make a decision and say, is, is that conversation gonna be worth it? Or is that debate gonna be worth it? Or if potentially even putting our friendship or cordiality, let's say, in danger, is that even worth it? And people would say, oh, but if you can't speak with everyone, Uh, about things they're not they're not really your friends They say yes but I still do believe you need to be cordial with everyone right you need to be okay with everyone I don't like having enemies I don't like making enemies I don't like having confrontations I don't like being looked in a bad way and that's just human people some people don't care how people look at them but I actually do I care about that It, it comes to a point of course where if it's just there are some things which I'm not gonna shut about, of course, and that's why I have this podcast. There are some things that I'm not gonna budge. And if you're gonna judge me for those kind of that kind of vision, let's say, which is again, I, I try to be as moderate as possible because i really try to understand both sides of the story. But if you're gonna judge me for that, then that's not my fault, right? I might have other radical views. I'm gonna say one of my most radical views is that I think uh if you can't kill it, you can't eat it, right? <laughs> and I disagree with a lot of friends regarding that because they say, what do you mean, if I can't kill, I can't eat? Well, if you can't see a dead rabbit or if you can't kill a rabbit or if you can't kill a chicken, you don't have the right to eat it, right? I know we'll do an episode about that um, soon enough, but that's probably my most radical view on everything. Like if, if you can't kill it, you can't eat it. Uh, that's the rule, right? Be vegan if you want, that's fine. Be vegetarian, that's fine. But if you can't kill the animal, if you, if you know, if you can't give it the respect it deserves, and if you can't see it die, you have no right having it on your plate. And most people won't agree with this point of view, and I'm very, very well aware of it, but, uh, but that's just my point of view uh, for that. The most radical, really, and um, I think radical because I will not change, I will not budge on my perspective on that. Um, I will not budge at all whatsoever. But <laughs> to come back to a conversation, uh, and the reason why I think conversations are a lot better, again, they act in good faith because you're both trying to grow. And that conversation you're both trying to learn. And I kid you not, if you go into a conversation with the perspective of a conversation, with thinking this is a conversation and this is not a debate, you are gonna learn something for sure. People always know something you do not know. That's always, always. It might be small, it might be big, you might even don't forget it a few days later, or a few weeks, or a few months, but most probably, if it's a good conversation, you will take something out from it, for sure and and that's why i love them so much and again the best debates are real conversations and acting in good faith means that you're always going to give the benefit of the doubt and you're going to think and you need to think if you're acting in good faith that the other person has your best interest at heart right you're not acting in good faith if you think the other person is there to get you if you think the other person is just saying that to upset you if you think the other person is just saying that to cause ruckus or create dilemmas or anything of the sort, right? That's not acting in good faith. Acting in good faith is having an open mind and giving the benefit of the doubt to the person you are conversing with, or to the person with whom you're having the interaction, right? And that is extremely, extremely, extremely important. And that's why I hate debates. I mean, again, if you're out of parties, chances are, in, and you get into a political conversation with someone, chances are that's a debate. Why? Because you both know you're probably not going to see each other ever again. And if you're Very passionate about a specific topic, you know you won't have time to change that person's opinion through a cordial. Again, I'm I'm sorry to use that word all the time, but I really do think that's the correct word when it comes to interactions between humans. You need to be respectful, to be tolerant to the extent that you can, um, and you need to be calm, cordial, pure cordiality, manners, having good manners with the person. You know you're not going to see them again, so what are you going to try to do? You're gonna are you really willing to sit down ten hours like (laughs) I've done a few times and try to? Find common ground between both of your perspectives, or you're just trying to basically strawman his argument, or put him a red herring, um, or essentially get a gotcha moment. I've had this before. I've had this so many times. I've I've said, look, I just want to stop this debate. I've I've had it and. If you know a bit about the subject you're debating, it's very easy to get gotcha moments to your opponent. But again, you need to ex- extensively know the topic that you're debating, especially data. Data is, is extremely, extremely important when it comes to this. Because people will make a lot of claims and then you go, okay, show me the proof. Say, oh, well, I don't have it right here. And you say, oh, but I do. <laughs> I do. And if if you know more or less where you found the data in the week before, it takes you literally one minute to Google it and find the relevant article or the relevant research paper that actually supports your claims, right? So data is extremely important, because data is data, data is there. And most of the time people will make claims without any data to actually back them up. So okay, well, show me the data. They will not be able to show you the data. You say, okay, here's the data. How do you explain this? And then they won't be able to explain it because I haven't done their research on it. So most people don't, I'm, I'm and me, I mean, I'm not saying I know everything, I really don't. Uh, most of the time I, I, I learn more than people learn from me. What I am saying, is that the things that I mainly debate about, when it comes to debates, is things that I know. It's things that at least I think I know I've done the relevant research for me to engage into a debate with someone. If I haven't done any research on the topic, I really try to... My main goal is to have a conversation. I'm not looking to win any argument because I, I don't know what my position is if I haven't made the relevant research on that topic. And people will just debate on stuff they haven't even researched, Right. If you haven't researched something and you still wanted to engage in a conversation with someone, think of it as a conversation with that person. Think of it as that, because you haven't molded yet your point of view or your standing on that specific topic. You haven't, because you haven't done the research, so you have no idea, right? And this goes for me too, there are tons of issues where, again, I'm I'm gonna give an example. Uh, Bullfighting in Spain, right? It's a big issue in Spain. I'm not, a bit, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like bullfighting. I'm a big fan of hunting. I do not like bullfighting. Um, but I haven't done my research on it. I know uh, a lot of point of view when it comes to the agriculture and the fauna and the flora in Spanish countryside that the bulls that are bred for bullfighting are actually helping the ecosystems in those places to a lot. Right? They need those bulls to maintain those ecosystems. Um, That's one of the point of views, for instance. And the the, only reason why I don't like bullfighting is because if you wanna eat the animal, just kill it. You you don't have to torture it for 20 minutes, half an hour, right? Uh, That's one of the main reasons. But anyway, when I get into this conversation with friends of mine that actually do like bullfighting from Spain, I have no real arguments because I haven't really done enough research on the topic. Right? So mainly I just try to listen and then I say, okay, but my perspective is this. And then usually if they act in good faith, they say, okay, that's a relevant point of view, but listen to this. And that interaction goes back and forth. And you're not there to really debate, or because again, I can say, no, I'm against bullfighting. You're not gonna make me budge. But if, if that person, which they most probably do, if they like, um, I was gonna say sport, but it's not really a sport, whatever you wanna call it, um, they will tell you more things that you do not know. And that's how you keep learning on topics you have absolutely no idea about. Because look, I've said this in the last episode, it's absolutely impossible for every person to know everything about everything. It's impossible. Actually impossible for any person to know everything about 50% of, on the things on earth. It's impossible. Most people, if they really know something, they know a few things very well, right? And do the things you know a bit about. And you can go around them. So that's why I say, I, I, I don't know everything about everything most topics i cover on this podcast i know just enough to speak about them right and there's always room to learn there's always room to listen there's always room for conversation and that was the whole reason why i did this podcast at the beginning the whole reason was to motivate people not to motivate but to ask people really to beg people to listen to other points of view make that bridge between the left and the right. And I have views that are more right-wing and I have views that are more left-wing, but I'm not a centrist. And, because a centrist, like I said, they're in the center, right? It's just not the same thing. I don't like putting political labels on my views, but I wanna bridge that gap. I wanna bridge that gap with common understanding and common ground. Now, of course, I agree there are some people with whom you just cannot debate, because they're not acting in good faith. They don't wanna learn. They think they know everything and that's a really and that's a big problem if you're having a conversation with someone and they think they know everything. Right. If that person says they know everything, they know absolutely nothing what they're talking about. <laughs> it's again. It's like again when I say that, I think I've said it before. If a person says they're a good person, they're not a good person. If a person says they're an honest person, they're not an honest person. This is not to say that if a person says I'm trying to be a good person, you can yourself judge to say that person is a good person, because they're trying to be one, right? But if a person asserts specific judgment calls on their own behavior or their own personality, then again, it's not for them to judge. You need to be wary for that, because that's usually for other people to judge. If other people want to call me a good person or an honest person, I'm very happy for that. That's up to them to judge, but it's not up to me to say to myself that I'm an honest person, because I'm not, everyone lies, for instance, and I'm not a good person, because I'm not, because I do some bad things sometimes right, but I try to be a good person, and that's the overall dilemma, let's say, right, Uh, you can't say that you're a, you you can think you're a good person, and I do believe that most people are really good people at the end of the day, but again, it's something different for you to actually indulge yourself in that kind of thinking, because that will actually stop you from advancing and and becoming better at being a good person, or doing good deeds, and that's a big issue, so I want to get up to that. When you engage in conversations, engage in good faith. Give the benefit of the doubt to your opponent. Actually try to listen to them, try to learn from what they're gonna say, and vice versa, that other person do the same thing. Now, if you're acting in good faith and the other person is not acting in good faith, it's time for you to go full on debate with that person and get in the gotcha moment. I mean, there's no mercy there, right? There's no mercy there. If you're acting in good faith, you really wanna learn from that conversation, but you see that the other person is not cooperating with you towards that common goal, just shred them to bits with facts and logic that's that's all the, that that that's what i do most of the time i try and engage as mo- as I've, I, again i'm not perfect on this so sometimes i do get a bit frustrated with topics i debate all the time with friends and family and everything and then i need to debate it again and say okay i really don't want to enter this conversation so of course sometimes i really do go look let's end this here here got you that's it i try to make it as short as possible because sometimes it's just tiring to speak this about the same topics over and over and over again. But if you see with a person you actually do have a chance to grow from that conversation. Do your best to act in good faith. Do your best. And again, like I said, if the person isn't cooperating with you and the person doesn't work doesn't want to work with you to find that common ground or at least seek the truth with you, just finish it there. Now the ideal moment is when you're actually having a conversation and both of you act in good faith. And that is I think one of the most beautiful things human beings can do. I think speech is one of the best tools we have, the most beautiful ones. It's just, I'm a big fan of speech. I am a big fan of speech because it's so unique and if you articulate your words correctly, you leave the margin of error to minimal, which makes it a nearly perfect sort of communication. And that's why I try to, be very careful with language. I know my English language is not the best. I mean, I, I, what I mean by that is that I am British. I People tell me I have a British accent, but what I mean by that is I don't have the extensive vocabulary I should have on lots of topics, right? Neither in Spanish or in French or Italian even less, but right, so it's it's that issue right there. So no one actually has a perfect English language, and that's why I'm saying to reduce the margin of error to a minimum to a minimum, because you will never be able to reduce it completely. There will never be a way for people to completely, 100% understand each other. 100%, I mean, I mean, it can be 99.99% if you're using normal words, easy grammar, right, uh, easy phrasing, but chances are, if you're having an, a conversation about a very, very deep topic, you're gonna have to use words you never use in your daily lives, and chances are the person wouldn't know what you're talking about because they don't know what that word actually means and that's your role again to explain the word with them and trying to and try to make them comprehend what you're actually saying because I really do think that most com- most debates or most conversations end badly because people don't understand what the other person is saying right And this comes back to the idea that I have that most people actually do act in good faith and most people are actually they're not trying to get you, they're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. They are generally just trying to look for the truth and make you understand what they think is the correct perspective. And I think this goes for most people. Again, there are people for everything out there, right? So there are people, of course, that were not act in good faith. And I guess there's nothing to do. I mean, this really needs to come from within. You can't force anyone to want to have conversations about anything. And look, just that and this comes when it comes to the conversations and debates this really it can be in the private sphere public sphere friends family etc i actually trying to engage in more conversations with strangers than i do with family for instance family is mainly debates because you're gonna love each other anyway right so and you're gonna you're gonna know each other for the rest of your lives uh hopefully and unless there's a fallout, which happens in every single family. But again, whatever, right? It's just, (laughs) so I I, I guess it's a bit, it's not logical from an external point of view, but then again, whatever. But for a stranger, it's always interesting because it's a new person. Maybe they've lived something you, you can't even dream of living or you haven't even thought about or they have a different perspective. We didn't even think about that perspective right there. And that's the beauty of human diversity, of the individuals that each of them has their own story. And this is why I make a very, very important point on the individual. Is because no two people are the same, and it and it is extremely. How do I put this? It doesn't make sense to make groupings to play to play the identity politics game because every single person is so unique. You cannot put someone, even twins. If anyone knows twins, they maybe they grew up with the same clothes. Same parents, same school, they ate the same thing, they did the same sports, they read the same things, and still they will not be the same. Each of them will have their own experience, each of them will have their own point of view. Now, of course, there are twins that try to act as if they're exactly the same, but they're not. Not even twins are exactly the same. Even, even if their DNA is the same, mentally speaking, psychologically speaking, politically speaking, chances are they are not the same at all. So they're going to have a different perspective. There's something, that, there's something that's going to change. Uh, in, in those twins right and that's something to really have in mind okay so in the end this episode was a bit longer than, than what I hoped for but at the end of the day just take this out a debate you're there to win it so if you're having a debate make sure you have all the facts and you know as much as you can on that topic and really just try and shred your opponent if it comes to a debate right if it's in politics or even even at a party like I said I mean if you see a person who's not acting in a good faith, debate that person That's it. Have a debate mindset to win. No mercy, win it. But try as much as you can to always engage in conversation and not in debate. Have an open mind with that person. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Think that that person is not there to get you. Think that that person is there to actually help you or help himself and yourself, each other to cooperate towards the common goal of seeking for the truth, seeking for the best solution seeking common ground between both of your perspectives where create an area where we can all live in cohesion and harmony harmony i think that's really important so try to engage in conversation as much as you can and this is the whole point of the civic space is to have conversations I, i i don't think debates for this area and again i know i don't invite most people i invited them a long time ago but uh the logistics don't really permit it right now um i was hoping soon enough to actually have conversations with people but time logistics is it's a lot more complicated than it actually looks to get someone that you know is going to be an interesting conversation uh, it's going to be long etc 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 but for now it's just me speaking into a microphone and if you like it i'm glad i'm very I'm, i'm actually very glad um actually uh More and more people listen to me every day, so it's actually quite, it's motivating, right? Because if people come back to listen to my podcast, it's because there's something there. And I like it a lot. I like it a lot to try to give, not a different perspective, but my perspective specifically on what I think human interaction is all about. And this is also an interaction, whether you like it or not, I speak into a microphone, you hear, you process the information, and you make up your mind about what I'm saying. So even though I'm not hearing specifically what you're thinking, or what maybe you're saying if you like to speak alone, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm not judging. Um, you're still having an interaction with what I'm saying. So this still counts as an interaction in my perspective. Probably I'm mad. Probably I didn't think it through that well. I just came up with that right now on the spot, but that's the way I see it. You're still having a conversation with yourself about the things that I'm saying and you're trying to make up your mind whether I'm right or I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, fair enough. But try and think thoroughly why I'm wrong and be sure about your answer. If I'm right, then awesome. But again, try to think thoroughly why I'm right, right? Just think things through. And I am really am glad if these podcasts help you learn about anything really or help you have a different perspective or help you look at life and at people through a different lens that really is what it's all about and even though i think i shifted a bit more from what i really i was thinking i was going to do like a 10 minute episode saying okay these are debates these are conversations but it didn't end up that way uh, unfortunately or fortunately i have no idea if this episode was, was even interesting or not uh, but at the end of the day that's really it conversations are extremely important for human cooperation, that it really is the trademark of society, that is what what has allowed us to get to this I was going to say beautiful material world, but there's a lot to say about the material world, but to this comfort of living we have today is through humans cooperating and innovating and working together to form societies and we do that 99.9% of the time through speech through speech And that's why have as many conversations as you can with people try to learn as much as you can try to listen as much as you can and act in good faith act in good faith no one's there to get you no one wants to kill you people want to learn and seek for the truth and if they can cooperate with people towards that truth and work together to find common ground that is just the ideal place anyone can be and i'm going to leave it there everyone again I appreciate a lot you listening, and if you've made it up until here, I appreciate it even more. Um, and again, I guess I'll see you next week. I'm my Mopai Civico, and this was the Civic Podcast. I wish you good evening.